Swing into Seaside Golf in Ocean City, Maryland. Play like a pro at 17 championship courses designed by golf legends like Jack Nicholas and Arthur Hills. Tee off on sweeping vistas at Eagles Landing. Savor the coastal views of Lighthouse Sound. Or see why Ocean City Golf Club is considered one of the Mid-Atlantic's finest fairways. Whether you're sneaking in a quick round on a family vacation or going all in on a golf getaway, fun is always in play at Ocean City, Maryland. Plan your trip at OCOcean.com. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Welcome to Bet the Edge. I'm Jay Croucher here with Drew Dinsick as always. Today we're going to talk about the World Cup with Brad Thomas and the USA game against Wales. Uh, we're going to talk Cowboys Vikings and then get into Cardinals 49ers in Mexico tonight. Drew, let's start off with Cowboys Vikings. Firstly, how was your weekend and, and what did you make of the game? Oh man, the weekend was awesome. Uh, what a bounce back yesterday. Really just overall results kind of broke in my favor at pretty much every level. Um, the, uh, and, and we have world cup going on right now. So this is just a, just a tremendous, uh, you know, sporting week, uh, really the next couple of weeks, but this week in particular, as we have, um, you know, Thanksgiving football games coming up and, uh, and you team USA playing Wales later, uh, the NFL though, yesterday, as mentioned, you know, pretty much everything broke in my favor, except the chargers didn't win. They did cover, but, uh, that money line didn't get home. Um, Cowboys are for real. Uh, it's a very, very, very good team. And this was a 95th percentile outcome for them. Obviously, like you play this game a hundred times, probably they're winning 65, 70% of them. Um, this was an extreme, uh, you know, an extremely lopsided result because the Vikings just kind of no showed, uh, the first time the Cowboys punted in this game. It was 37 to three. The game was over. Uh, and, uh, you know, realistically, if you're going to get an offensive performance like that to complement all of the good things they bring to the table defensively, then uh, this is going to be a tough team to beat. So that was an extremely fun game. Yeah. I think to me, the strangest thing in the game, and, you know, we both thought that the Cowboys would cover. Obviously, we didn't think they would cover by 35 and a half points, but <laughs> I just don't understand why Minnesota just could not pass protect at all, like to the point where it was just comical, where it was just sack after sack after sack. And yes, Micah Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence are very good at getting to the quarterback, but at the same time, particularly before Christian Darisol got injured, yeah. this was a good offensive line for Minnesota this year. That was the big difference from previous years with Kirk Cousins. But it just got to the point where the offense was just totally lacking in viability because of Dallas's pass rush. And then the offense looked scary for Dallas. That's the best that Dak Prescott has looked in a long time mm -hmm. uh, with all his weapons now. Tony Pollard unleashed. Uh, I think that now on talent, and I think we were kind of circling around this anyway, but I think Dallas are the best team in the NFC or certainly at least tied with Philadelphia and San Francisco, but I don't think there's any team that is clearly better than Dallas now. And I think there are probably certainly three teams clearly better than Minnesota, arguably yeah. four or five. I don't really see much difference between 
Minnesota and Seattle, honestly. I don't think there's a massive gap there. Um, do you think the Cowboys are the best team in the NFC? Uh, boy, yes, I do. Um, but I also am still – I have a very, very hard pause there because I don't think I can bet them to win. Uh, and a lot of it just breaks down. I don't know that I can be – you know, I, I don't know that I can construct a path for them uh, other than stealing the one seed – uh, where you're going to be relying on Dak Prescott to do what he did yesterday on the road three games in a row. Like, he can give you a standout performance, surely, um, but there will be a time where the going gets tough and he's up against a more formidable defense and, you know, he's maybe the weather's a little bit uh, questionable depending on where he ends up having to go. Uh, and at that point, is he able to produce, uh, you know, offense to the level of scoring into the 20s? And, you know, there's been enough examples, particularly last year against the Niners, uh, this this year, starting out uh, the season against the Bucks, I mean, there there are those are your two formidable opponents potentially in on your path to an NFC championship. And uh, I think I would take the points with the Niners at the Cowboys again. Uh, and I think I would lay the points with the Bucks, uh, you know, hosting the Cowboys if that were to materialize. Now, everyone else in the NFC, the Cowboys should be able to handle pretty comfortably. It's really just those two teams. Yep, I think. Like it's right now the Cowboys they're plus three twenty five to win the NFC East, plus four fifty to win the NFC, and ten to one to win the Super Bowl. I don't really like any of those prices just because of the path. <laughs> Philadelphia coming back and, and winning that game in Indianapolis was terrible for the Cowboys and their long term outlook, just because now the NFC East is such a long shot that Cowboys don't control their own destiny there. Even if they beat Philadelphia in Dallas, this they'd still be a game back. So at that point, they're likely a five seed and have to win three road playoff games. And you start mm-hmm. doing the math of what price they'll be in each game. And it's pretty hard to make 450 significant value. Maybe it's a mm-hmm. touch. And same with the Super Bowl. I still think, you know, plus 450 versus 10 to 1, like what should you bet? I would probably rather bet the plus 450 just because I think that on average, the Dallas as good as they've been, they would be an underdog in the Super Bowl just because there's more than a 50% chance that they're going to play Buffalo or Kansas City, both of whom would be favored uh, over Dallas. But certainly um, things looking up for the Cowboys and Micah Parsons, I think, Pretty much sewed up DPOY yesterday, pending health. Solidly. Solidly. That was incredible. Um, And yes, uh, so if you're betting into a Cowboys, yeah, I I think if if you're feeling like the Cowboys are the team, uh, you're going to be able to bet them game by game. It's going to be a better price than taking their future right now. Uh, And if the Eagles had stumbled and lost to the Colts yesterday, I think we would have a little bit different tone because the door for the one seed would be wide open. Uh, But the Eagles just held on for the win. And that kind of leaves zero room for, you know, margin for error here for the Cowboys. They can't uh, stumble between now and the rematch with the Eagles on Christmas Eve. They need to win all of these games and uh, even just a minor hiccup for them uh, and the Eagles basically have the East. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, though, watching this play out the rest of the season. Yep, absolutely. And we're going to handicap the Thanksgiving games on tomorrow's show, uh, including the Dallas Cowboys in what should be a uh, 
bloodbath against the New York Giants. That line is already trending towards double digits as it should. Now, just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app, go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play and you have a shot to win thousands this weekend by predicting what will happen in college football and in the NFL. Speaking of the NFL, there will be two opportunities to win $100,000 this week by playing Sunday Night 7. Your first chance is guessing the outcome between the Patriots and Vikings on Thanksgiving night, followed by another contest surrounding the Packers and Eagles in Philadelphia <laughs> Sunday evening. A couple of good games on tap there. All right, let's jump into a less good game. Cardinals at 49ers. <laughs> the Colt McCoy show, unfortunately for America, perhaps fortunately for the Niners. They are 10-point favorites in Mexico. The total is 43. The expect that Kyle Murray doesn't seem like he's going to play. DeAndre Hopkins is maybe going to play. Don't know what's happening with Marquise Brown either. The line with all that uncertainty for Arizona has gone from 7.5 up to 10. Is there any look that you like? I have a lot of Niners in pocket at prices that you cannot bet into at the moment. So go Niners. Um, I think 10 is fair. Uh, and you know, again, Colt McCoy, if Colt McCoy was hundred percent healthy, um, I might be looking for, you know, a little, an opportunity to get like a 10 and a half if it gets there, uh, on the comeback, see if I can just, you know, shoot for a middle there between seven and a half and 10. But, um, I think realistically, uh, you know, he, he went out with what looked like a pretty compelling injury last time. So his mobility is now going to be, uh, in question. He's going to be a sitting duck behind an offensive line that's banged up up against the defensive line that has, uh, uh, you know, as as noted, uh, Nick Bosa, one of the uh, candidates for defensive player of the year, runner up after Mike Parsons. Um, and I, I would say that, uh, you know, this is a decent opportunity for the Niners to kind of make a statement win. Um, you had a chance last week to do it against the Chargers. You kind of, you know, you messed around in that game. You ultimately get a, uh, a win that was didn't really feel compelling, particularly in the moment. Um, and this is now an opportunity going up against a team that looks to have pretty much called it a season from what I can tell you. Uh, and, uh, you know, I like what the Niners did in general in terms of preparing for this game. They uh, they spent the week in Denver uh, acclimating to the altitude. Um, if you did not know, Mexico City is at, what, 7,500-ish feet. Uh, it's well above sea level. <laughs> and so the Niners going from uh, the Bay Area to Denver to kind of get used to the, uh, um, you know, the, the, the thin air. Uh, I love when teams kind of take that kind of vision in preparation for a game like this. And so uh, every every indicator for me says uh, Niners are the side. And, uh, you know, I think the market con- agreeing is uh, giving me some confidence there, but uh, not not loving running to the window of betting a minus 10 at this point. Yep. Drew, you're a man of the environment and it's many eccentricities. <laughs> How do you price in Mexico generally and the altitude? Does that affect the total? I know you like the Niners because they've had better prep, but what does the altitude do you think do in general in this game? So people would assume that the thin air would be good for an over um, because presumably your kicker, if he was good from 50, you might trot him out there and try 60, right? Like that's sort of the, you know, the, the, the thinking that a lot of people go into games like this. I would, however, flip the script and say this, this plays well for an under largely because, um, you know, it, it gives your punter a pretty exceptional advantage in this one. If you kind of look through uh, particularly Denver's home and away splits over the last uh, five, 10 years, I think it pretty clearly shows they play two unders at home relative to overs away in a neutral, you know, completely neutral game state. So, um, 
Um, I think that just, you know, the, the punters will have an opportunity to really pin these each other deep. Um, and, uh, you know, in general, I would think that, um, you know, longest field goal, if you want to play some, you know, little fun money there, uh, that's a good one. Um, but uh, I would not expect this to be uh, just an all out scoring festival. Yeah, I like it. Not that this is particularly relevant, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, when I was 19 years old, I took a flight from Lima to La Paz in Bolivia, got off the plane, La Paz was an incredibly high altitude, right off the plane to my hostel, played soccer for three hours straight away, and then went out, stayed out all night, and then uh, the next three days was the sickest I have ever been in my entire life with altitude sickness, not acclimating slowly to uh, to La Paz. So uh, I'm fully on board with Kyle Shanahan's strategy in this case, getting some uh, acclimation. Get out to our Bolivian audience. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm with you at this point. I think minus ten is about right. I would never play on that. In terms of player props for the game, what I would look at is one Christian McCaffrey. His receiving yards total is thirty five and a half. He's had fifteen targets in his two kind of fully yeah. acclimated games as a 49er, if we're not counting the Chiefs game, where uh, he had just joined the team. So he's gone over in both of those games and is getting a ton of work uh, as a pass catcher out of the backfield. And the Arizona Cardinals are the third least efficient team defending running backs in the passing game by DVOA. They play a very aggressive defense, yep. the Cardinals. So I think there will be uh, ample opportunity for McCaffrey to get one, uh, to break one and go over that 35 and a half. And then um, just because it's my brand, I'm going to go Jimmy Garoppolo over one and a half rushing yards as well. Oh. He's gone over in four straight. Uh, always a fun bet to sweat. The, um, the over <laughs> one and a half rushing yards for the immobile quarterback. Uh, I will never forgive Matt Ryan for uh, only getting one on Thursday Night Football against the Broncos and not oh. going over one and a half. I think I got screwed by a bad spot there. Yeah. Uh, is there anything in particular that you like, Drew, on the, on the player side? No, but I'll ride with you on those. Those are fun looks. Um, I think uh, Garoppolo over picks is probably in play as well. Uh, he's, he's a little loosey-goosey with the football out there and you got a couple of ball hawks in the backfield for the cardinals so uh could see uh could see a, a turnover from uh from old jimmy g okay i like it all right before we bring in brad thomas if you want more betting dfs and fantasy advice right before kickoff tonight tune into our nfl on nbc sports youtube channel at 7 p.m eastern as vaughn dalzell lawrence jackson and kyle dvoracek answer your questions prior to kickoff between the cardinals and the 49ers Ask Sherwin-Williams and get 30% off Duration and Super Deck products May 17th through the 20th. That means 30% off our most popular color family, blue. Psychologists have found it to be soothing and relaxing, which makes it especially great for bedrooms and bathrooms. And of course, get 30% off all of our other colors. Shop the sale online or visit your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store. Click the banner to learn more. Retail sales only. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, 
No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. What do you want from your sports book? Better odds? Fast and easy live betting? Sounds like you don't want to just bet. You want to live your bet life. When you bet with PointsBet, the official sportsbook partner of NBC Sports, you get better odds and bigger payouts, all in a fast and reliable sportsbook. Download the app now and sign up with code NBC2000 to get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. Additional terms and conditions apply must be present in New Jersey, Iowa, Indiana, Illinois, Colorado, Michigan, Virginia, West Virginia, New York, and Pennsylvania. Void where prohibited, must be 21 plus. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800gambler.net. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan, one 888 532-3500 in Virginia, 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York, www.pointsbet.com slash terms and conditions for more details. All right, let's welcome in Brad Thomas to take uh, to chat USA Wales at the World Cup. Brad, I tried to make this a France v Australia segment. <laughs> we'll shut down that bet. Talking about USA. Uh, in terms of the odds for this game, on the three-way money line, the U- USA are plus 135, the draw is plus 200, Wales are plus 220. What do you think about this game? Yeah, you know, uh, naturally, I'm going to expect this game to be an under game. Like, if you think about this United States side, uh, they lack the finishing quality uh, or the starters that Greg Berhalter is going to actually play. And what I mean by that is Josh Sargent's probably going to get the start at, at the at center forward. And no offense to him, but he just lacks quality in front of net. Um, they have better options, um, but it's not going to happen. I just think he has some kind of dirty grudge against or, or some dirt on Greg while he keeps getting the start there. And then if you think about it, out of all the active managers, Greg Berhalter actually owns the record for least conceded goals per game. It's under 0.7 per match. You know, they're going to run out of 4-3-3, so they're going to have the attacking presence. They're going to have guys like Weston McKinney and Brendan Aronson on the wings uh, being able to serve as probably one of the best uh, players on this team in Gio Reyna. But they lack a lot in creativity in the front. So that actually leads me to a bet. I'm not going to play the under. I'm actually going to play United States draw no bet. Um, if this ends up being 0-0-1-1, I want to be able to get my money back. Now, I don't recommend taking anything minus 140 or in around that action. I got a little bit earlier at minus 125. It's climbed down a little bit to the minus 130 area, but I still think it's fair to play. This is a whale side who is, I'd say, serviceable at best. Uh, a lot of their acumen or a lot of their 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 a lot of the people think about them is all based on Gareth Bale. And if what we've seen from Gareth Bale from the last year, he's basically an outcast of everywhere he played. Why? Because he's old. Uh, he goes to LAFC and everyone thinks Gareth Bale is going to be this massive goal scorer, this massive productor in the MLS, but that's just not a thing. Uh, he actually did help them win the title coming in late winning that game for them. But I mean, this is a World Cup. There's going to be a lot of games. Opening game, yeah, sure, he might give it a good run. But if you take him off this team, that is not a good team on the Wales side. 
Uh, their FIFA rankings might tell you something different. United States 16th, Wales 19th. But I'm going to back United States and get it done here. Just too many good players. Probably the best USA team we've had in quite some time. Uh, they should get this job done. Yeah, healthy as well. It's worth healthy. Wales coming in in pretty poor form. Uh, they were pretty, <laughs> they were, I, I mean, to put it politely, like they were kind of pathetic in Nations League. Um, and I know that's not a perfect barometer for how an international side is going to play, but I think it's, it's, uh, there's some signal there. Um, yeah. yeah, excited because, like, you know, after the first result in uh, Group B here where England just absolutely buried Iran, uh, following the goalkeeper uh, getting concussed, um, you know, this feels like, a, a, a game that means advancement, right? Yeah. If you can take a, if you can come away with the result here, if you're USA, you're, you're looking at, uh, you know, coming through here as either, uh, you know, at, at worst runner up in group B. So um, very excited to see how they show up in this, in this contest. And uh, I like your look about the, you know, the draw, no bet particularly because um, yeah, the key point is who's going to finish for us. And I, I just, yeah. I don't have the answers. So um, do, uh, do you have any other uh, interesting looks for the uh, group stages as we move into Tuesday and Wednesday coming up? Yeah, actually I'm going to be on, this is going to be a fun one for me because I have Arturo Martinez of Art- Argentina as my golden boot winner. I'm actually going to bet him to score in Saudi Arabia. I have uh, Argentina's team total set about 3.25, which means I think they clear three easily. Then they struggle to get that fourth. He's going to play center forward, that striker role. And if anybody was watching that England game earlier this uh, earlier this morning, people are, are angry, even myself included, why Harry Kane didn't score any goals. Well, teams like Saudi Arabia, teams like Iran, they're going to game plan to neutralize guys like Harry Kane, guys like Messi. And that's going to play to the benefit and the strengths of these other guys like Saka, Martinez, who are going to get these easy cleanup goals because they're going to spend so much time putting two bodies on the best players on the pitch. I think Martinez is in for a, a massive tournament and we won't get plus 125 against weaker opponents for the rest of the World Cup. Yeah, I like that look, Brad. I think uh, I, I kind of hope you're wrong in a way because my biggest <laughs> bet on the tournament, and this is courtesy of Drew, is uh, on Messi to win the Golden Ball. Uh, I back well, Messi <laughs> at plus 750 for the Golden Ball and Neymar at plus 1,000. I think the market's completely wrong on that. Yeah. The equity on the teams incorrectly and there's a big chance that those guys could win even if their teams don't win the World Cup because only three of the past 10 Golden Ball winners have come from the winning team. I'm pretty sure they vote on it before the final. That leads me to believe so. Uh, But yeah, I think that Lautaro Martinez with the form that he has shown in Serie A, I think the plus 125 is a good bet against the Saudi Arabian team uh, that shouldn't uh, provide too much resistance. Brad, is there a team that you like to win the whole tournament at the odds currently? A team that uh, the people can ride with throughout? Yeah, um, I'm going to give you two because I want to give you a fun one and the one that I actually think is going to win. I'm going to go with Uruguay. Uh, this team's stout in defense. Uh, Darwin Nunez is finally taking that next step. You know, he struggled a little bit at Liverpool to start the season, but now he's going to be in an absolute goal funnel. And the team that I'm actually riding all the way, my biggest bet, Brazil to win it all. I mean, they're bringing nine forwards to this event. We know what they're going to do defensively, but now they have a healthy Neymar. They have a healthy, they can literally rotate in eight different guys in this front line. Like, it's going to be very fun to watch. Is that yep. uh, is that a good thing though? I mean, this, this is that's been the story with them for every single World Cup that I can remember <laughs> handicapping, and it, it doesn't feel like uh, you know the embarrassment of riches they have at talent always manifests in, in success at the knockout stage. What's the I think this, I think this is a little bit different here because 
you know, they always are going to have talent. It's Brazil. You know, they're a soccer factory, a football factory. But this year, they have a lot of guys who are getting meaningful quality minutes at their respective domestic clubs, which helps them come into inform. That gives you the option to just play the hot hand, ride whoever's hot and keep it riding. And like, I think this club gels a lot. I mean, this team gels a little bit more, too, with the forwards that they bring. Like when you have Neymar, uh, Richarlison and Vinny, I think those are going to be the guys who are going to be playing. They feed off each other and they're not they're not like minded players. Uh, They play actually very different games among each other. Yeah, I do think a big thing for Brazil, particularly the past two World Cups, is just the striker position has just not been a happy place for them with with Fred in 2014 and then Gabriel Jesus last World Cup. He didn't produce, I think, the Richarlison, the way he's clicked, particularly with Neymar. Uh, And I just think that team in general now, the way the attacking talent is spread out is that it's not just all Neymar all the time. It's not just give the ball to Neymar and see what he does. Those seems to be a bit more kind of connectivity uh, with Vinicius out wide, with Richarlison playing uh, as the number nine. He's been in great form for the national team. So I agree with you. I think Brazil should... Well, they are the favourites. I think that's deservedly so. Yeah. I really hope that we get the Brazil-Argentina semi-final that's kind of lined up. I think that could be one of the great games. Um Personally, I would rather back Neymar to win the Golden Ball than Brazil to win it all. Because exactly. Neymar's one and Brazil are four to one that range, just because I think that if Neymar beats Messi in the semi-final, then I think he just wins the Golden Ball. And I don't think you even need Brazil to win the final at that point, unless you know someone on the other side, unless like Kevin De Bruyne has led Belgium to the World Cup fight or whatever. I think that Neymar. <laughs> would just win but uh plenty to unpack it's good to talk soccer uh and uh, i'll be t- cheering for team usa uh as someone who has two uh u.s citizen daughters uh, i'm adopting <laughs> team usa i don't really fancy australia's chances of uh beating france <laughs> and getting out of the group so i am an american for the next month uh on the soccer front but Brad, we're going to have you back in on Wednesday to preview uh, USA-England, which could be pretty decisive in that group and also to get your thoughts on everything else. So uh, why don't you tell people uh, where they can find you, Brad? Yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Mr. Brad Thomas. And I want to touch real quick on your point, Jay. Look at the golden ball odds if you guys have a clear favorite on that team. Just like Euro 2020 when Donnarumma was the winner, it was better to bet him at, well, 100 to 1 to win the, the, the player of the tournament than it was to bet on Italy. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Brad. Good point on Donnarumma. That's one of the, just before we go, I have as heavily invested on Pedri to win young player of the tournament at the Euros. I don't know if we ever talked about this, true, but uh, I thought that was just a complete rot. And then Donnarumma, who wins the final and is also eligible for young player of the tournament. Somehow, Pedri wins young player of the tournament and Donnarumma wins player of the tournament, despite also being eligible for the young player, which you'd think that uh, he probably should have won by logical definition, but... Um, yeah, I would just touch on this lastly, that, that golden ball point. I think that like, that is the way to bet the world cup. Like if you just want a casual interest in the world cup, um, that is the value play to back Messi, back Neymar. I know it's not, it's not like, uh, stereotypically sharp to, uh, to back the two favorites for the award. But in this case it is because it's not like the NBA where we're looking at like, Voters are looking at estimated plus minus and going deep into numbers. Like with soccer, with how few except widely accessible stats there are to define player performance, it goes on narrative, it goes on legend. And I just think that if Neymar or Messi get to the final, then they will win the golden ball. And so can't take credit for this because this was your point, Drew. <laughs> well, 
I yeah, I mean, I, I'm ex- I'm excited for this tournament. These big international events like this, the Olympics, World Cup, it is it's just it's a different level of of uh, engagement. If you're a fan of sports, if you if you love betting on sports, and uh, I got to tell you, I have really high hopes for this World Cup. Uh, so far, it's been fun. Uh, the fact that this is kind of in the middle of club season, you know, soccer season, like all these guys are like, you know, they are sharpened, they are fit. Uh, and, uh, you know, they are performing, you know, some fun, fun, uh, you know, just having watched the friendlies last week, kind of in the warmups, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is going to be good. Uh, and I think you saw some fun, fun stuff already this morning. This, uh, uh, Netherlands Senegal game is already off to a really fun start. This is just going to be a good world cup. I'm excited. Yeah, I agree. And I just think that the best teams are better than they've been previously. I think that having a couple of yep. months of run in with the European season helps that as well. But like yep. Brazil, Argentina, France, even with Benzema out and all their injuries and Pogba and uh, N'Golo Kante. England, who, you know, are not one of the three favorites for the tournament, despite, you know, making the semis of the World Cup and the final of the Euros. Um, Spain, Belgium, like the list goes on of just deep quality teams that um, have, for the most part, pretty decent fitness and uh and are in good form so uh looking forward to it and looking forward to breaking it down before we go my favorite promo read um ever actually <laughs> across uh, any platform release the hounds through dinsick it's a thanksgiving tradition like none other the national dog show presented oh. by purina Thousands of dogs compete for the title of best in show. You can watch on Thanksgiving at noon Eastern on NBC and Peacock, Drew. Yeah, I I can't believe that this is a promo just because it's bringing up like just a really bad feeling in my stomach last year. just got punched in the gut. I had the, uh, the German short haired pointer at 10 to one, uh, absolutely robbed. Absolutely snowed on that one the scottish deer hound who you know i still i i the fix must have been in uh but uh you know you know it's it's a it's a fun event and uh uh, i'll never forget where i was for the 2021 dog show (laughs) scottish deer hounds uh altitude in bolivia uh it's been a good show (laughs) get to check out nbc sports edge more information help you with your wages Thanks for those watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. And if you're listening to us in podcast form, please subscribe and rate us. From Jay Croucher and Drew Dinsick, we'll be back tomorrow. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. For 25 years. Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois.